Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Greg Wells, and this is my podcast. I'm a scientist, a physiologist, an author, and I love exploring how to live a high-performance life. In my books, my presentations, and this podcast, I am doing my best to translate hard science and powerful experiences into actionable, effective life performance strategies. Using the latest research on the brain and the body, this podcast will show you simple but transformative strategies that boost mental and physical health, advance careers, and upgrade lives. I am committed to changing one life at a time for the better. I want to focus on health, happiness, and performance, and I call my mission the billion-person problem. And I don't kid myself that I'm going to reach a billion people, but that's the dream and the space where my passion, my expertise, and my practices all come together. My passion is to help people live healthier and more impactful lives. My expertise lies in the research that I both try to conduct and engage in for a living, And my practice is devoted to providing evidence-based insights and strategies that make it possible to achieve personal and professional success. And that is what this podcast is all about. I hope that you love the show and it makes a big difference in your life. Let me know what you think on Twitter at Dr. Greg Wells. And without any further delays, let's dive into this episode of the Dr. Greg Wells podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's great to be with you. And thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Today, we are going in a different direction. We are going to chat to Tim Nichols, who is uh, just an incredible human being. I've gotten to know him quite well over the last couple of years and spent some time together and uh, just love him as an artist. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about Tim. With nearly two dozen smash hits, multiple BMI songwriting awards, a Grammy for Best Country Song, as well as recently being a 2017 Nashville Songwriter Hall of Fame inductee, Tim Nichols has earned his place amongst Nashville's most elite and respected tunesmiths. In 2004, Nichols co-wrote Tim McGraw's Live Like You Are Dying, which stayed at number one for 10 consecutive weeks. In addition to breaking a 30-year record, Live Like You Are Dying won the Grammy Award for Best Country Song in 2005. It also won Song of the Year Award from the Country Music Association, Academy of Country Music, BMI Country Awards, ASCAP Country Awards, Billboard, and the National Songwriters Associ- Nashville Songwriters Association International. It is the only song to have won every major song award that is presented for country music. Nichols' other hits helped launch the careers of Jody Messina and Broken Bow Records recording artist Dustin Lynch. Chris Young stayed at the top of the charts for three weeks with the Nichols composition, The Man I Want to Be. More recently, Nichols collaborated with THIS, this music publishing company partner, Connie Harrington and Jamie Lynn Spears to pen I Got the Boy, a top five hit for Jonna Kramer. Hope I pronounced that right. Feeling the importance of giving back to the community and the industry, Nichols has served on the board of directors for the Country Music Association, the Nashville Songwriters Association International, and the High Hopes Preschool and Pediatric Therapy Clinic, which serves children with special needs in Nashville and surrounding counties of Middle Tennessee. When not on Music Row in pursuit of his next hit, Tim enjoys finding inspiration by traveling with his wife, Stacey Standifer, and out of their travels, 
Nichols developed from a songwriter's camera, a collection of images that speak visually with the same heart, intensity, and voice as his songs. Whether visually, through photography, or sonically through music, Nichols says he loves the process of creating and looks forward to the images and songs yet to come. And that's really what this interview was all about, was the process of creating. It's short. I only got a limited amount of time to chat to Tim, uh, but we do manage to uncover a few nuggets around the creative process and what it takes to really be as prolific and productive as Tim has been over the last 25 years. So without any further delays, let's dive right into this interview. Please enjoy my short but very powerful chat with my friend and buddy, Tim Nichols. <laughs> Tim, good to see you, buddy. Thanks so much for joining us. It's great to be here. How you been doing? Oh my God, so good. Racing all over the world. Everything's great. Um, you know, context for everyone listening, you and I have been sort of chatting for the last... 10 minutes and eventually I just had to start hitting record uh, because we were on fire. So now we're now we're live. Yes, that's great, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's always great to be with you. You know, originally, you know, I guess we met for two years, two years ago now, I guess. Yeah, two Titan, years ago. At the Titan Summit. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we got along pretty well at the Titan Summit and I've blown away by your, your ability to do um, amazing things around music and I've been talking so much about music lately. So how did you get started in music? Like where did the spark come from? Give me the, give me the backstory. Man, I, my dad was a huge country music fan. And so I just grew up, it was always in the house and, and on the radios. And so I just grew up from the time I was a kid listening to it. And I just always really loved country music and it just, and, and music in general, you know, it just resonated with me. And, and so it, um, when it came time to be, to begin to figure out what I wanted to do, it was really, it was an easy decision. I knew I wanted to, um, somehow be in the music business, whether, and initially back then it was, I thought I wanted to be a country singer. And I didn't even really know that writing a, that making a living writing songs was an option and really until I got to Nashville years ago. But I was really fortunate in that when I decided, you know, and I told my dad, my, you know, my folks, I, I wanted to be in the music business because my dad was such a huge fan of music. He, he never said, get a real job. He, he said, get a haircut, but he never said, get a real job. Wow. And, and so he was, they were both so supportive. And I just feel like that's, was so important for me. And that's what I try and pass on. I have two boys and, and um, of course they're in their twenties now, but it's, uh, it's always been that find something that you love to do. Amazing. I love music. I love all kinds of music. I love live music, listening to you play is one of the, you know, has been some of the the peak moments of my entire life. And I would love, as someone who appreciates and loves music, but has zero capacity for the creation of music, because I've spent my life doing other stuff. How do you write a song? Like, how does that actually happen? You know, it's, I mean, the a lot of it, I feel like, there is initially you have this seed of of talent that maybe you're you're 
given that you're born with. But to a to the a greater extent, I feel like it is learning to write songs is 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 a is it is a learned craft. And it's something like just like any other um sort of discipline or whatever, it's just you have to exercise those muscles. And when I first decided I wanted to write songs, I wrote part of the process, I believe, is writing lots of bad songs. And I think I think think there is a we all have this defense mechanism that thankfully we don't know that, that the songs that we're writing at the time are as bad as they are, because if we did, we probably wouldn't continue. But it all comes back to it also the fact that you have to love it. You have to, it's something that you have to love writing songs because it's not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, creating any kind of art is not the easiest thing and there has to be a passion for it. And so it is day in and day out here in Nashville, like I'm not, I happen to be not writing today, but I wrote yesterday and I'll write tomorrow. And so it's about initially it starts Nashville is a co-writing town and, and we get with co co-writer buddies and, and it's all about, well, do you have any, do you have any ideas? What do we feel mm-hmm. like writing today? And it starts there. And generally it's, we're going to, we want to write something that's up tempo because these days at the country radio, it's, it's about tempo. Nobody really wants slow songs so much. So it's fine. It's just finding like an up-tempo kind of positive idea. Now there are those moments where it's like you have this idea and it's, and it's not that. And so in that case, when you, you just have to let the song be what it want, be what it wants to be, you know, what's going to make the best song. And if it's going to be ne- not necessarily positive or not necessarily tempo, then you go ahead and, and and chase that because because again you want to do what's right for the song and let it be what it wants to be. But initially it starts with with ideas. Well the fact when we're writing as much as we are, I mean basically we're writing every day. So if we come up with a great line, like if I come up with a great line or an idea for a song today, the chances are I'm gonna write that tomorrow. Right. So, so great ideas do not hang around long. And so that being said, a lot of times it's you, you come up with the idea there in the room that day. I just, I talk about, it's like kind of going fishing. It's like fishing. You know, you just hope you get in a room with your, with your songwriter, co with your co-writer and you hope that you'll catch something that day. And so, um, you know, years ago now, a buddy of mine, Craig Wiseman, got together. It was just like any other day. And we happened to write the, the song. It's been the biggest song of our careers and the biggest song of Tim McGraw's career a song called live like you were dying. We didn't have a clue. We were going to write that song that day. It's like part of it. So it's I always say talking to new writers must be present to win. You have to show up even when you don't feel like it, when it's not, you know, people think, Oh, it's about inspiration. To a degree. Yes. But more, I mean, you know, there's a, the, the cliche is more perspiration than inspiration. It's showing up and, and wild and being there ready, ready. And hopefully the muse or that inspiration shows up when you're, 
when you've got a guitar in your hand ready to Can work. Can you tell me a little bit more about Live Like You Are Dying? Because that's you know, a huge hit. Sure. I'd love to hear about that song and how it was created. What does it mean? And right. uh, like just anything you can tell us about that would be amazing. Sure. So the day, uh, like I was saying, the, the day Craig and I wrote that song, it was just like any other day. And since then, it's really become like, it's really been like no other day. Um, and it started out, we were just making small talk having coffee before we got before we got down to the so do you have any ideas today what do we feel like writing and i was telling telling craig a story that i'd heard the day before about a friend of ours who had had a health scare and thankfully it turned out it was a mix-up at the lab and they had got this guy's paperwork mixed up with someone else's no. Yes, wow. and for and for several days they told this guy that his days were numbered and those and the numbers did not go very high. And so that so this guy he had always wanted to jump out of a plane. You know, he that was kind of his you know this was even I don't think the term bucket list that movie hadn't been made yet, you know, so I don't even, that wasn't even a term then, but that was one of the things that he had said he'd always wanted to do and so when he thought that that he didn't have much time he, he jumped out of a plane and so that story reminded craig of another story he'd heard on npr about a woman who had been diagnosed with cancer and she said while she had time she wanted to go mountain climbing in the rockies and so we had skydiving and rocky mountain climbing and we started talking about living and dying and and trying to put living and dying within the same line, thinking that could possibly be the title of a song. And we were we were tossing around you know, lines like dying to live. Craig said, Hey man, what about live like you were dying? It's like, dude, I love that. Let's that's yes, that's it. Yes, let's write that. And we got about halfway through it, maybe a verse and a chorus or so. And um, my son had football practice that day and I wanted to get to his practice. And so we knocked off early and Craig called me back that night. And basically we finished it over the phone. We knew that Tim McGraw was starting to look for songs for a new project. Tim McGraw being at the top of the food chain, so to speak, as far as country artists go, that's the first place we went. And he heard it, he said, I love this. I'm gonna record it and he did. And I feel like his his dad, Tug McGraw, uh, at the time was fighting a terminal illness. And I feel like that what Tim was going through personally on an emotional level transferred to his vocal performance of the song. And I just feel like that was so it was I believe that songs find their way that they they get to the artist they're supposed to to belong that they belong to. And that was 100% supposed to be Tim McGraw's song. And, and I think that's a, a, is apparent in his, in the, in the recording. And, you know, years have gone by and he was in Nashville. They had the NFL draft was in Nashville, like a couple of weekends ago. And there were like 200 and Tim played on the, the draft was a Thursday and a Friday and Saturday. He played on the Friday night. There were like 200,000 people on 
down in downtown Nashville and he was singing live like you were dying. And so I was up on a rooftop, um, looking down on, you know, 200,000 people. And when he sang live like you were dying, they were all singing along. And I, no. and, and I looked over at my 25 year old son, Landon, and he was, and he was crying. He had tears in his eyes and it was just, it was just yet I've had so many cool, wonderful experiences related to that song. And that was just one more 15 years later now from the time it, from when he debuted it 15 years later, you know, two weeks ago, I'm looking at my son with tears in his eyes as people are singing as 200,000 people are singing, you live like you were dying. So it's just been an amazing, an amazing song to have been a part of that just, it just keeps giving back to me this song. Very cool. And a couple of times you've mentioned the song is what it is and it becomes almost a thing in and of itself, despite the writer, despite the songwriter. And then when you talked about Tim taking it and the song being uh, finding its way to an artist, it's almost like the song is an entity of itself. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking of uh, Michelangelo carving David and Michelangelo describing that when he gets a block of marble to uh, block of marble to carve, all he had to do was to chip away the marble to reveal what was already inside. And I'm I'm seeing that link in the way that you're talking. Is that accurate? Like, is that am I seeing this right? Is that something that you think is actually happening? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it it is. That's yes, one hundred percent. And so that's as a again as a creator. That's what we we want to be true to to the idea and just to just let that song be what it wants to be and be what it's supposed to be because I believe it. Yes, it is an entity, and um, and we want to. That's ultimately that's what we want to get at, and that's what we want to end with. We don't want. Um, Again, in trying to get, you know, it's I make my living writing songs, and so, so I, I balance that. The you walk that line between, between art, and commerce, so to speak. You mm-hmm. know, because obviously I want to write songs that I can get on the radio. Well, a lot of times that's a certain, that's a certain type of song, and so sometimes those the song ideas that we come up with are not necessarily, they don't necessarily lean to songs that are on the radio. And so you want to, we fight that. It's something that we fight when we have this great idea. It's like, well, if we take it this way, it's going to be less commercial, but it's more true to what we believe the song wants to be. And ultimately that's where we, that's where I always want to end up going mm-hmm. because I think that's um, ultimately that's the, where, where is the truth? That's what we, what is honest, what's going to resonate. And so while it might even take, it might take longer to get recorded or it may never get recorded at the end of the day as a creator I'm going to feel better about that as opposed to, you know, I sold out on that idea. I tried to go commercial when I know in my heart 
it should have been something else. And so hopefully I'm always going to want to go with the creative and being true to the song. I think long-term you follow that, you're going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a a song that sticks out in your mind where you did that and you stuck to it and you ended up getting it where it needed to go and it, it found a life? I'm trying to think that's a that's a great that's a great question uh, there are so many I, I wish i maybe that's a thought for another for another uh yeah you can, you can pass down on, the road you can post on that one yeah i'll, I'll spin that a really, in a different way that's a really great question and i feel like the answer is yes i just don't i just don't have the i don't, don't have that title of that song at the top of my You'll remember it at two o'clock in the morning and exactly. you, can, you can text it to me and we'll resume at, at 2 a.m. That's right. Um, you played a song in December of this year uh, that I heard live and I could tell that it meant a lot to you. And uh, it was a song that really captured how you were uh, experiencing the moment uh, at that time. I was wondering if you could you know, take everyone through that because I thought it was the ideas behind uh, the song that, that, that you had built at that time and played for us was really quite incredible. Would you mind sort of leading us through, through that, that idea and that concept? It was that, if you remember, well, I do, I do remember like, because I wrote that basically just for the Titan summit. And so, um, and I'm trying to actually, I'm trying to pull it up here now and to get to it because I came across it just, just not that long ago, but I actually, but I haven't played it since. And so I'm trying to get to trying to find it, how much time we have left trying to get to it. But I, but I will, I will speak to, it was just, it related to who do you want to be? You know, it's like the type of person that we, that we want to be and who do you, and, 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 and it's all about us deciding and making those decisions to be the person that we want to be and are, and are we going to are basically, are we going to lead or are we going to follow, you know? And so I think there are those moments when we are both, you know, there, I think there are those moments when we are, when we are meant to lead. And then I think there are those moments when we're meant to follow. And that's let, and that what I mean by that is like, I had, when I was 20 years old living in Missouri, I had this dream to move to Nashville. And so in that, in that case, I, I had to, I was a follower. I followed that dream, mm-hmm. you know? And so then, and, but then since then, there've been times where I, I started a publishing company 14 years ago and, and I'm one of the, I have two principals, but we, so we are the, we are the leaders of that publishing company. And so and then in that case, we, it's our job to lead and to help new songwriters follow their dream. And, and for me, the Titan summit has been about both leading and following. And so, so I wrote that song as kind of an opening to that summit that spoke to, for me, what that, what that event is about. Very cool. And you have recently in 2017 been inducted into the hall of fame which must have been quite the experience. Yep, and so 
<clears throat> merging, being inducted into the Hall of Fame, reflecting back on tremendous success, but then against the backdrop of continuing to do lots of professional development. I know that you were just at a, a conference recently that you know probably opened up your mind to um, you know a whole new way way of thinking with with Tony Robbins and. Right. You know, I know you and I have been through some pretty wild experiences. It's some stuff that we've that we've been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So if you merge that massive success, the Hall of Fame, with the idea of you know who are you trying to become? Right. Who are you trying to become now? Like, what's next for Tim Nichols? I yes, you were mentioning the Tony Robbins thing. I was a month or so ago. I was a, attended the one of his events called Unleash the Power Within. It was in Los Angeles, and there were fifteen thousand people there, and we and we walked on fire. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, yes. Now where is that? Where do I go from there? I can walk on fire. Maybe I can. Maybe I can write a book. Maybe mm. I can. Maybe I can take the the um, lessons, some of the lessons found in "Live Like You Were Dying," and I can. And I can do some public speaking related to that. My, I, I, I'm so fortunate. I, I've just been so incredibly, incredibly blessed to have had the career of writing songs and 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 to have experienced some of the things, like you said, that we have together. And then, um, and then just the people that I've had the opportunity to meet. And so, I hear retirement. Uh, it just sounds terrible to me. I just, it's like, why would I ever want to retire from this? And so, and I saw Gary Vaynerchuk, who was a media, like a social media author, speaker. He was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago and I saw him and he was saying that the, the group that he's focused on the most at, at the moment is 55 to 90. Yeah. <laughs> and he said with the, with the, the what's being happening, just discoveries as far as life and longevity these days. He said, why, why would anybody at 60 think about wrapping it up? He said, you need to be ramping it up. (laughs) That's great. So that just so resonated with me. And it's like, it's like, what is next? What's next? And so I just never, it's just a part of the evolution and the continuing growth. And so, but I mean, that's, that is a lot of what I'm, really excited about now is that next the the next the what's around the corner and there's just a continuing to evolve of course i'm going to always keep writing songs because i love that so much but there's also some again from reading and and the and events like like i keep referring to the titan summit and those tony robbins events and there's just i mean it's just an amazing time to be to be alive and to be at this particular moment, this particular moments in the universe where, because just with, with the internet and, and everything that is available that can come to you through, I mean, with our phones, with the, with all the information and the power that is available in a phone or on a, on a computer, it's just, it's a really exciting time. And if you're, if you're curious, you know, if you, if you want to, 
explore, if there are new topics that you want to explore, it's there's never been a better, it's just, it's an amazing time because you have all of that, so much information literally at your fingertips. And, and I, you know, my wife is my, I have definitely like ADD because I, I can one minute I'm wanting to write a book, you know, the next minute it's like, Hey, this photography thing. <laughs> look at this new. Honey. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at this. What, what this new camera will do. <laughs> so it's like I'm just never, uh, and I know you're the same way. Never bored for one moment. Yeah, no. I mean, it's now. It's like in my world, like scientist, coach, author, physiologist, podcaster, right? Like there's <laughs> the same, like, Oh, look, cameras, uh, <laughs> like Instagram. Right. So it's, it's hilarious. Uh, no, right. Yes. Unlimited potential. And right. Tim, your energy is like off the charts. I've already gone over on the time that uh, I was allowed to spend with you, <laughs> but uh, we could, I have a feeling we could keep going for hours and we're definitely going to have to do a part two of this. If people wanted to learn more about you and connect with you online, where should they go? I'm on all of the, I'm on all of the socials. Uh, I have my, my uh, website is www.timnicholsofficial.com. That's my website. I'm uh, Tim Nichols music on, on, on uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm, I'm everywhere. So I'm so awesome. easy to find. So, so also if you're, if you're listening for the first time, if you're just new to Dr. Greg Wells, you have to hear, you have to keep following this guy. You have to go see him <laughs> live. You have to hear him speak. He's amazing. He's amazing. This guy. I think um, we should sign off right there. <laughs> mutual, mutual admiration society going on right now. Tim, you're the best. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You're uh, like huge inspiration for me. Privileged and honored to become friends. And uh, hopefully we can keep doing this again. Absolutely. Right back at you, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Uh, Tim's an amazing human being. I cannot wait to see what other creative avenues he begins to explore books, photography, music, uh, just uh, an incredible human being and what a gift to spend some time with him. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on iTunes, share this episode with anyone in the creative space that might benefit from learning a little bit from Tim and let me know what you thought of it on Twitter at Dr. Greg Wells. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you again really, really soon.